Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I went to talk and nothing came out. Welcome into the Committed to Christ podcast. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's never happened before. No, usually every time you open your mouth, something, something comes, comes out. out. I did. I went to, I went to do the introduction and nothing came out except the. Uh. So I don't know what is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Committed to Christ podcast. This is Gary and Kelly Craywick. It is. <laughs> I'm only saying that because of the fun that people had with me from our. Uh, Habakkuk chapter two podcast, which was last week. So yeah, all the messages on Facebook from my mother and my family and other friends saying, oh, Gary, Gary, Gary. So anyway, no, this is Greg and Kelly Craywick. Thank you so much for listening to the Committed to Christ podcast. Before we get rolling here, um, we just want to extend warm welcome to our new listeners. Listeners. Yeah. Right. And also, if you would like to uh, email us, our email address is c2conair@gmail.com, or you can just hit us up on Facebook, uh, like most people do. So, anyway, we hope that you guys have been enjoying our little series here that we've been doing on Habakkuk, uh, and today we'll wrap up that with chapter three. But before we do, you, Miss Kelly, you wanted to uh, talk a little bit, just kind of about what's going on in our lives. Because I know when we got back here to South Carolina, we just kind of jumped right back in and said, oh yeah, hey, we're in South Carolina. And you know. Yeah, we kind of fell off the face of the earth. Habakkuk chapter one, let's go. (laughs) So. um, (laughs) Yeah, we had interesting, well, and I think we already talked about, you know, we we got our driver's license and we got our cars registered and everything. But as far as ministry goes, I guess I was just, I was just talking to you about how, when we got to Missouri, how excited we were because we felt like we take we had taken that step of faith into whatever God had for us, and it was a big deal, yes. right? To oh, move, huge! To move, and um, I was just telling you, you know, just this reading in Habakkuk, it kind of is going along with when God tells him, you know, you have to be patient and you have to wait, mm-hmm. and sometimes things don't happen the way you think they should, and boy, has that been like the story of my life. Sometimes things don't happen the way that you think they should or the way you don't understand what God's doing. You don't, you wonder if God's doing anything. And yeah. And and I think part of that whole process is when God, yeah. Okay. So we thought, you know, we, as many of our listeners may know or may not know. So the, the biggest reason that we left Missouri and came back to South Carolina is basically because your mom had passed away. Right, and, and your your dad is is. And my dad, by my dad doesn't need us. He doesn't need us. He, he doesn't. He's need a quiet us. guy. He, right. you know. But I know that in my spirit, I know that God wanted us back here. Right. I, I really, and and it wasn't. It wasn't like okay, now it's time to go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything like that. It right. was a gradual, because you wait on God to try to do the right thing. Yeah. At, but, you know, my I, I love my family. You know, my, I, I really care about family. My mom did, and I maybe, I you know, I'm following in that, but to me, my family's important to me. Family is important to me. Uh, yeah. Right, haven't we? Be. We've talked yeah. about that. Right. Um, you know, just, just, and you realize that when you're away and you're, you're not at home anymore, um, the holidays, you know, the special times when you're usually with family, mm-hmm. when you don't have any, you notice, I mean, you feel that void. And yeah, some people, right. you know, it's different for everyone. But for me, you know, I've always been 
Right. It's always been a part of everything. So, so for us to move back here, it was another step of faith. Yeah, it really was because I had fought it. Like I have fought a few other times, you know, doing what God had wanted us to do as far as moving to a different location. Right, <laughs> you know, right. when, we, when we left Michigan to come to South Carolina, South Carolina, the first time I fought that right. for a whole year. Right. And it just got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. I was miserable. And and the thing was, I knew it was God's will because doors were closing and things right. were shifting. And, and you know in your spirit, you right. really do know what God wants you to do. Right. And you can only bury your head in the sand for so long. Right. And that was kind of the same thing in Missouri. I mean, we... Well, you got to stop and listen to God. You you can't go to other people right. and ask them what God is telling you. Sure. You know, because that was, it was a very, the move to, the move to Missouri was easier because I mean, I feel like my mom was on the, on that page with us. Yes, you need to go do this. Mm-hmm. And we thought we were going there for, for training and schooling and, you know, all this other stuff. And, and, and we did, Yeah. but I think really my takeaway from all of that is who I am in Christ, who, right. what God wants me to do, mm-hmm. what God's telling us our ministry is. Yeah, that's sure. what we learned, which is which we never would have learned if we would if we wouldn't there. have gone there. Right. It was that step. And sometimes I think when we do something, we think we know why mm-hmm. we're doing it. We think we know why, but but later, it's it, it's just like anything else. God, you don't see the whole picture; you only see a part of it. Yep. You know, and then you come back and it's like, wow. Well, that was the my whole, my whole, <laughs> my problem with God <laughs> is when oh. he really started to deal with us, especially me, about coming back to South Carolina. I was like, no, that I can't be hearing this right. Yeah, wait a minute, God. Yeah, I'm not, like, I, I want to see you this. You took me to out com- it. Yeah. Right, you took me out. I want to at least see this to, to completion. Right. And uh, the same thing started happening again. You see doors start closing, things start shifting, and and God is just speaking to your heart over and over and again, it doesn't telling you make sense. It doesn't make in, right in your mind. Right, that's the one thing I wish. I mean, I think as Christians, we need to grasp is that it's it doesn't always make sense. Right, Con, what, you know, because because it does it doesn't make any sense, but yet it, it the the things that God does with that, it's amazing. Yeah. Which is exactly what Habakkuk is dealing with here, right? Where he's saying, you know, why would you do that? Why would you take our enemies? Why would you destroy us? Why wouldn't you just correct us or change it? Yeah, why use an enemy to make exactly? Things, why would you br- yeah right. build up so, our enemies? Why would right. you allow them to do this to us? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because he did, you know, but he had to be patient and listen. Yeah, and and in, and then chapter three, as we'll go through, he had to have peace with it. Here's another thing I was thinking about. When you take a step of faith and you're following God and, and what he's asking you or to do, and you start making these steps in that direction, there are going to be people who think you are making a mistake. Right. There are going to be people that don't agree with what you're doing, that think you're right. not doing the right thing. Right. But you have to, and this is so hard, you have to disregard that You have stuff. to listen to God. You have to. Right. Yeah. And the, and and you know it's not wrong for them to say, "Are you sure this is God?" No. Oh, yeah. Because that's good. Right. I mean, that is you, good. You do have to question it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's it, you know. I mean, even when we left, we questioned. Mm-hmm. I, I think even as we're on the drive here, mm-hmm. 
we thought, mm-hmm. are we doing the right thing? Are, oh, and when yeah. we got here, and we when thought, we got here, are we, are we doing, doing the right, the right thing? thing? I mean, because sure. we were just laughing about we got rid of stuff when we moved to Missouri. I mean, we downsized in, in, tremendously. Yeah. Now moving from Missouri to South Carolina, we have just really downsized, downsized even, more. even more. And and everything we have now is just like you said earlier. Everything we have now is totally focused on ministry. Like if you, yeah, if you if you took all of our material possessions right and threw them out in the front yard right, you would see things that are the, the only purpose they have is for ministry. Right, it makes no sense. That's at it. All. Right, and I never thought books would be so important. That's to it. Me. Right. I mean, I have three tubs of books, and yeah. I can't. I, those are the things that I'm looking. I need to find somewhere to put these books mm-hmm. because I just they're things that I that I draw knowledge from the things that I need you know, to, to help me move forward. Yep. And that's amazing. I mean, we have a bed, we have cars and yes. everything else, you know, and that's okay. It's good. Yes. I, and it's freeing. But I think, um, even just today when I was sitting in church, you know, you, I think what I want the listen, what I, I hope that listeners can take from this is God is never done with you. Mm. And as long as you're obedient as long as you're walking in the path that he leads, there's never going to be a problem if you just trust him. You know, it, it do, even if it doesn't make sense, if that's what God is telling you to do, and there's there are some, I can just think of a couple of people, and I don't want to tear up because there have some been some people that I met in Missouri that I know God. That's why God brought me there. Yeah, because I needed to know them, and I needed to see their life. Because mm-hmm. it meant so much to me. And it's the same, you know, and then, and it's just amazing to me how God does things. And I, and it's all in his time, you know, it's, it, it, why, why did we leave and come back? It was in God's time. He had to line things up. There were sure. things we had to learn, you know, and, and I just, I want people to know that, you know, following Christ is every day is a walk. It's a journey and you never really know. It doesn't matter how old you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just listening to my mom, you never really know when it's going to be over. You never really know what the whole purpose is. But I know that when we get to heaven, we're going to see everything. Right. And we're going to be like, wow, that's why you did that. It's all that. part of the plan. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're not ever going to see that whole picture here. So I'm excited to see what God is going to do. And I... um. I didn't, I didn't think, I never thought I would get as much out of the book of Habakkuk, the three chapters as I did. You know, I, I never really, Mm -hmm. the poor guy has a strange name that no one can pronounce and but but he was a prophet and and he listened to God. And before we, before we dive into that, um, we just want to extend our love to our, our extended family, I guess you will who are still in Missouri at Grace Point Assembly of God. Right. Well, I will ever... We're not even just at Grace Point. We met some beautiful yes. people. I mean, the, the the family of God there. Family of God there, yes. Right, the churches that... Yep. the I That was a time in our lives that I will never forget. Yeah, and, it, and it felt like it launched us. Yeah, and and shout out to uh, Pastor Jeremiah and Rachel Johnson for, for thinking of us to bring us there right. and, and giving us an opportunity in ministry. And we took it. And we're still taking it, and we're still running with it. Right. So, God bless those guys, and Amen. thank you for everything they've, they've done for us. They've they have they, and that's what God told me one day. You know, I was str- man, I was struck because I, I think I had mentioned this there that I was driving through the parking lot one time, and I just stopped, and I was just like, <laughs> I was just bawling. And I'm like, I don't want to leave, and and the Lord's like, this place 
is a springboard for That's you good. and Kelly. Right. And it's, it's, you know, I learned about the family of God yeah. in so many ways that I can't even, I understood I, this really isn't our home. I, where where yeah, is our home? I met we met some people today, even at the church today. When we were we met some people today, you know, oh, I'm from New York, I'm from Michigan, I'm from Illinois, Illinois I'm from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania sure. You know, it's like wow, you know. But this is home. Home is for them. You know that they, they feel they call South Carolina home. I, I think South Carolina is home for us, but really, oh. our home is heaven. Yeah, right. And we're never until we get there. Yeah, we're always going to feel a little out of place. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, yeah. good. Good, Good talk. talk, Greg. All right. <laughs> out of chapter three. <laughs> so that's what that's what's going on in our world. So Yeah. yeah anyway. Just just catching everybody up. Yeah. And if, if anybody is listening to us that's raising a teenager, God bless you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we'll have a song about that later. Yeah, we've we're got working a, we're on working a on a song for that. So uh yeah, the well, twelve days of crazy is that, that's what <laughs> that's we're gonna what, call it. So yes. Anyway, Habakkuk chapter three, verse one here says, uh a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on now you've got a better Oh hold on, I gotta switch my version here because I was in the amplified. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why it's only showing me a little bit here. Hold on. Please hold. Don't worry. Sometime today. I know. No, it's only. There's chapter two and on. Okay. Yes. It says a prayer of Habakkuk. 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 The prophet set to wild and enthusiastic wild. music. He probably was listening to Skillet. Maybe. Maybe when he was when he was prophesying this. Anyway. Feels like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Verse two. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day, in our time, make them known in wrath, remember mercy. So now he is going to uh, as as we progress through chapter three. Habakkuk is going to recall the awesomeness of God. Right. He's going to recall some of the uh, things that God did to bring his enemies to justice, right? right. Okay, verse 3. God came from Teman, or Timon, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and his praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. Plague went before him. Pestilence followed his steps. He stood and shook the earth. He looked and made the nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled and the age-old hills collapsed, but he marches on forever. I saw the tents of Kushan in distress, the dwellings of Midian in anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the sea when you rode your horses and your chariots to victory? You uncovered your bow you called for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhed. Torrents of water swept by. The deep roared and lifted its waves on high. So there he's just explaining the power that God has over creation. Verse 11, sun and moon stood still in the heavens and the glint of your flying arrows at the lightning of your flashing spear. In wrath, you strode through the earth and in your anger, the threat, you threshed the nations. You came out to deliver your people, to save your anointed one. You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. You stripped him from head to foot. Okay. my So the amplified version, when it's going through here, mm-hmm. like when you said, all right, to lay open from 
the thigh to the neck. Did you did you read that part? You struck the head from the house of the wicked to lay open from the high to the neck, or from the thigh to the neck. And then it says, Selah, pause and calmly think of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, what yeah. verse is that? Oh, you don't ask me that. Okay, that's verse 13. 13, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you crushed the, the yeah. The, I, well, the Amplified... Um, I'm sorry to stop you, but oh, you're fine. there's a couple of places where when you're reading it, it kind of gives reference. So when you look back, God, so when it says, um, in the midst of the years, make it known in wrath, earnestly remember compassion and love. God approaching from Sinai comes to Teman, which is Edom. I mean, it kind of, it kind of explains right. things because what it's, it's, it's kind of referring to things that God has done. Mm-hmm. When he talks about the plagues, and it says before him goes the pestilence, and then it says of judgment as in Egypt. Sure. So the pestilence was judgment. It just kind of, it, and the burning plague of the condemnation. So it, it's kind of just explaining, you know, what was going on, why he refers to those things and what they. Yeah, it's poetic language. Exactly. Sure. So anyway. So verse 14, with his own spear, you pierced his head. When his warriors stormed out to scatter us, gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding, you trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Here it says, yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exultation in the victorious God of my salvation. So. It's not just him saying that he'll, he's going to choose to do that. I mean, he's, yeah, here he's talking the, about the enemy is going to... When the grocery store is empty. Right. right there's I no will food. Choose. I will still choose right. to rejoice in the Lord. Uh, in closing, verse 19 says, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. So if you look back through Habakkuk chapter 3, basically if you start at the beginning, he is he's telling... He's telling the Lord, I've heard, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. Because he knows about the plagues in Egypt, the Red Sea, right. everything God has done in the past. He's asking, can you do it again? Right. Can, can you, you know, you, you have control over nature, over the water, over the seas, over the mountains. You've crushed the enemy. Right. So the whole point of Habakkuk chapter three is what? Salvation, right? Right, of God's people. And he's going to use the enemies to assist in that. Right. He has power over everything. Yeah. So, and how does that apply to us today? Still. He still has power. Still, yeah, he hasn't changed. He still has right. He still has power over nature, over... Right. Mountains, waters, people, yeah. our enemies. Yep. He, he has the power over, over Satan, right? Yeah. And we know that um, his ultimate goal is to save his people. And even when things get bad, as as towards the end of Habakkuk chapter 3, when he says, I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound, decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled, yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. So God knows who the enemy is. And this is all part of Habakkuk's 
prayer that he's waiting patiently for God to bring these guys to justice and says, even though the fig tree doesn't bud and there's no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, there's no sheep in the pens, no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. So the grocery store shelves are empty today in 2021. Gas prices are going up. I mean, we look around at what's happening today and we're thinking, well, it is it kind of funny oh to think about people who even have gardens. Like in most places, there's been so much yeah. rain that, that the gardens aren't growing the way they're supposed to, or it's been so dry. You know, it's it's nature. Right. I mean, God isn't, but we, we cannot worry. We have to know that God is in control. Sure. And that but, he's going to take care of it. But I mean, even still, I mean, let's, like I said, let's, if we bring this into where we are today. Okay. I mean, you can't get chicken wings anymore. I know it's like there's a shortage of chicken wings <laughs> and there are a lot of money. And who was telling me who would have thought that there would have been, I was talking to somebody. Uh, really and, and the other thing that is the worst part of the chicken would be the hardest thing to find. Yeah. yeah. The, who, there's no meat on a wing. It's right. like, you know, it's like if you're really going to eat and you're looking, it and used to be the chicken breast that was the best right. thing to have. And the yeah. price of lumber, the price of yeah. everything going yeah. up and cars, houses, lines at restaurants. Nobody wants to work and all, right. you know, it just, well, it's and it's our country, so we're looking at, it, of course, from as Americans, yeah. you know. And I'm sure in different places there's different things that are going on, you know. And and but but in our from our perspective, it that's exactly what's going on. We're all just like, what is going on? You know, what in the world here, Lord? What are you doing? Yeah. So I, it, it, the closing verse here, uh, verse 19 says, "The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights." If we think about like what a deer is. I mean, they they run fast, right? And they can jump. Well, and it's my my version obstacles. says uh, he has made my feet steady and sure, mm. like hinds feet, and made me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. Well, that sounds way better than what I've got, <laughs> I, because I need to understand it. Just take the program over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seriously, there are so many different versions of the Bible. Yeah. And that's the other, I mean, I just, I'm, I've enjoyed, I'll tell you in my life's journey, I, in my walk with Christ in the last two or three, well, five years, I think I have learned so much more about reading the Bible and how I used to think there was only one version to read and I would pull the Bible out and it'd be like, okay, I don't understand this. And I would put it down because I didn't understand it. Mm. Why am I reading this? It makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. So there's no excuse anymore because you can have this nifty little version Bible app on your phone and everybody has a smartphone. Well, well, the Amplified, I think, breaks it down. And uses words and that you understand. Amplifies it. Right. Which is why. It, right. And it references yeah. things because a lot of the time these prophets, I mean, like when we're talking, okay, we're talking from our perspective. We're looking at things that are going on right now and we're relating what we're reading to what's going on in our life right now. Mm -hmm. That's what Habakkuk was doing. He was using things the, that were going on at the time, you know, and in referencing the them in the past. In the past. And, yep, sure. We're not Israelites. Yes. We don't know. I, I wasn't, I, I mean, if you, especially people who are just new to Christianity, yeah. they don't know anything about Egypt or the plagues or, you know, so this kind of just helps them like, wait a minute, what was that? So that, that I think that that's one very important thing about reading the Bible. So is, we're doing today what? Habakkuk did in his day. Yes, we are. We're waiting patiently on well, God and whatever he's going and, to do. And saying, I will don't you, you see the evil that's going on in our land today? Are you going to do anything about it? Exactly. And Lord, we'll stand patiently and wait on you. Yeah. And, and if you think, if you look through Israel's history, God always used their enemy. 
He did. He did. He always used them. Right. Yeah. Well, because that's what they paid attention to. Yeah. You know, he's going to get your attention. He's going to figure out how to do that. And you better be ready for it. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Well, so. that, that kind of wraps it up it for does. Habakkuk chapter, uh, chapters one through hey, three. We made it the through, book of Habakkuk. We made it through that. a whole book, Greg. <laughs> hey, Gary, we made it through the whole book. Yay, Gary. <laughs> Oh my there. goodness. I did it. Okay, I did it. I did Thanks, the SpongeBob. Yeah, okay. No more. I'm not doing it ever again. Anyway, well, thank you guys so much for listening to Committed to Christ. Please send us a message or an email, c2c on air at gmail.com. I'll post that in the description of the podcast. We love to hear your comments. We love to see your emails. Thank you guys again. We love you all. We will talk to you next time.